Hi friends, welcome back to a brand new episode of OK Now Breathe podcast. I'm Megan from OKNowBreathe.com, where I share stories about childhood trauma to help you heal your inner child so you can learn to love yourself once and for all. I have a question for you. Can you recall a time in your childhood, like one moment in time, where you feel like you lost your innocence? I've been thinking a lot about my mom's dad, my grandpa on my mom's side recently. Um, A few months ago, my grandpa on my dad's side passed away, and I'm just thinking about how the only grandpa I have left is a disgusting excuse for a human being. Um, so I'm going to be sharing a few stories in today's episode that are very hard to talk about, that are very traumatic, that involve some underage sexual abuse content. So if that is triggering for you at this time, feel free to skip this episode and I will catch you in the next one. But since my dad's dad passed away. It just makes me sad thinking about the only grandpa that I have left is my mom's dad. I mean, I haven't talked to him in years, in almost 10 years at this point. But still those memories come back to me and haunt me and affect my life so much. And I remember being a teenager and being affected by them so much. And to this day, I still have nightmares about my grandpa. Um, So I guess I will take it back to the day I lost my innocence. And that involves some physical abuse. So on this day, I was about four or five years old. And to set the scene even further, growing up, me and my sisters would spend every other weekend at my grandparents' house on my mom's side, and I believe it was every Friday we would go out to eat as a family. Well, this particular day, I was having fun. I thought me and my grandpa were having fun. The way that their house was set up was you would go through the front door, and on the right side, it would be the living room. On the left side, it was the dining room, and straight up, it would be the stairs. And the living room and dining room kind of wrapped around in kind of like a circle. And so, like I said, I thought I was having fun. I was four or five years old. And I thought me and my grandpa were playing this kind of cat and mouse game of running around the house. I was giggling. I was having fun. He was being like, get over here. I did not read the signals being four or five years old. And when he finally caught up to me, He grabbed me and he smacked me so freaking hard on the head. And I remember vividly to this day, I've never been the same. I felt that was the exact moment my childhood essentially ended in a way that was innocent. And I was just so dumbfounded. I had no idea what happened. I literally thought me and my grandpa were having fun. Um, my grandpa was somebody who would always joke about things. Like, he was a serious man, but... Or is a serious man. <laughs> he's still he's still alive, but like I said, I have no relationship with him whatsoever. And the thing is, when we finally all got in the car 
to drive to go to, to eat. I remember in the car. <laughs> this is this is actually really bad. Um, I wasn't in a seatbelt. I was just on my grandma's lap in the back seat, and the whole car ride there was completely silent. Like you could feel the tension in the air, and I don't even think I remember crying. Maybe I did. Um. Yeah, it was just a very, very painful time, and I never looked at my grandpa the same since then. But even more came out about this man as I grew up. Um, I think it was in elementary school. I'm not going to share total details about this because this involves other people's stories, and it's not my story to share. But a family member of mine told me that he sexually abused them growing up. He molested them. And when I heard that story, it I don't even know why I was allowed to see him growing up. I don't even know why we were allowed to be around him. Me and my siblings and my cousins were allowed to be around him growing up. Um... It's just very incredibly sad and heartbreaking and disgusting to think about. And I know this person told a friend and they wanted to go to the police and the police did nothing about it. And I guess this just brings me to the next part of my story. If I wrap my head and my memories around, I believe I was 14 years old for Christmas. Um, So let's lay out another foundation here. My grandparents always gave me, once again, this is on my mom's side, my grandparents always gave joint Christmas presents or birthday presents, whatever it may be. Whatever present giving was always together. Well, this particular Christmas, my grandpa got me and my siblings and my cousins all, I guess, Christmas cards. And I am using air quotes right now because I don't remember the cards that my grandpa gave all the other teenagers, kids, whatever, in my family. But for me, he gave me a card that was supposedly this cereal, this cereal called O's. The cereal that will make you go back for more and more and more. He gave his 14-year-old granddaughter a card about orgasms on Christmas. And I remember all of us just sitting in the room opening, you know, opening the cards and we're all kind of just like laughing. I don't know if it was uncomfortable laughing on the part of my other, you know, my siblings and my cousins. But for me, I was disgusted. I was repulsed. I was devastated. You know, here I am thinking that maybe potentially this sexual predator, this sexual abuser, maybe he changed. Maybe he didn't have these sick, disgusting thoughts of abusing children, abusing teenagers. Teenagers Teenagers are still way too fucking young. But there was a part of me that held on to that card for years. 
And I don't know what made me do it. I think maybe it was a part of me that I kept every card that I that I got. Like, I kept them in a little, like, memory box. So I could read through them from time to time. And, you know, especially if someone wrote a little, like, extra little note in the card. Um, I still have a lot of cards to this day that I look back on. And I think it's especially important that, like, when people pass and then you have, you know where someone wrote a card or had a card and they wrote their name in it or they wrote, like, I love you. Um, maybe that was the reason why I did it or I just felt bad about giving it away or throwing it out. But I finally did. And I remember this conversation. I was, like, looking at them with my sister in our bedroom. And she's like, why, why do you even still have that if it affects you so much? You know, you can get rid of it. And I eventually did. But I still think about the card about a cereal called O's that make you go back for more and more. And it was like a drawing, like not like a cartoon character necessarily, but it was kind of like a drawing of this woman eating her cereal with a big face of pleasure and ecstasy as one does, you know? Yeah. Uh, Telling these stories, it just, I just, it's so hard. Um, I know I've briefly, briefly mentioned these stories on my Instagram at OKNotBreathe. Um, you can find me on any social media at OKNotBreathe. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Pinterest, whatever, you know. But... Man, it's hard to form words right now. So I have one more story to tell about my grandpa. Well, maybe two. I don't know. (laughs) We'll just see where the wind blows. That actually reminds me of the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And, like, you know, Andy is really writing this piece about how to lose a guy in 10 days because she really wants to be a respected journalist and write about politics and, you know, things that will change the world. And when she finally goes to her editor, um, or whoever that lady is, <laughs> and she's like, you can write about whatever you want, wherever the wind takes you. And Andy's like, well, what about politics? And Lady Lana? I don't know her name. I don't remember. The, the lady with the short brown bob. <laughs> and black bob? Brown bob? Doesn't matter what kind of bob. <laughs> but she's like... It's more of a light breeze. (laughs) I don't know. I thought that was important information to share. (laughs) But, so, fast forward a couple years later, it was um, senior year for me, and I don't know if this was in every school, but we would take senior portraits that were a little bit different than other yearbook photos, and it would be, you know, a separate time, and you'd get the senior portraits done, and... I know we gave a, you know, we gave each set to the grandparents and family members and whatever. And I remember going over to my grandpa's house or my grandparents' house and my grandpa said, you look good. You look good in those pictures. You look good. What, like, what kind of person, what kind of grandpa says that to their 17-year-old granddaughter? You look good. 
Not, you look beautiful. Those are nice pictures. You look good. Ugh. I just, I also remember from the time that my grandpa gave me that orgasm card. Whenever I knew I would see him, I would always dress in the baggiest clothes. I would always wear my biggest sweatpants, my biggest hoodies, and I would cover up. I would cover up any way that I could hopefully, like in my mind, draw away the attention. Draw away the attention. And I would try to refuse hugs or just, you know, say hi. But sometimes, you know, I'd get to the point where I would, I don't want to say I had to hug him, but I don't know. Whenever I hugged him, and I would just want the hug to be like a quick hug, but he would like hold on and bear hug and grip really hard and tight. And that's exactly what happened when my grandma passed away in 2012, um, at the end of 2012. That was also a very traumatic time in my life. She passed away from lung cancer, but she was diagnosed six days before she passed away. Six days. And it was just a whirlwind. And that was the first time I really experienced death. Like, my uncle passed away before her. Um, and some of my, like, grandma, grandma's um, siblings passed away. Um, those are on my dad's side. So nobody on my mom's side that I knew of passed away. So that was my like first big experience with death. And it was such a traumatic death. She was 70 years old. So she wasn't even that old. Um, and yeah, she passed away six days after she was diagnosed with lung cancer. And I remember at the funeral, I think we all had this, like this knowing that that was the last time we were going to see my grandpa. That was the last time we were going to have any connection with my grandpa. That was the last time we were going to talk to my grandpa. And, you know, there's that final hug. And I don't even remember, like, the final. I literally don't have anything in my mind about what the final, like, goodbye was. You know, like, how that looked or anything like that. But, yeah, to this day. So it's been almost 10 years since I've last spoken to my grandpa. And I still have nightmares. Um, a lot of my nightmares are about, obviously, the abuse. And a lot of the nightmares, just in general, that I have are me not being able to escape situations. Me not being able to break free. You know, a lot of my dreams, my nightmares are this, like, repetitive trying to escape a building or trying to escape a room and being blocked in or never finding the exit. And I'm just waiting to fully, I mean, I don't know how you ever fully heal from somebody who's disgusting like that, who's repulsive, who genuinely, genuinely screwed you up so bad growing up and feeling such I remember being feeling so sexualized from elementary school to high school to um then your second year of college when I finally stopped all contact with him just feeling constantly sexualized and I really feel that was such a big 
deeply rooted thing because even though he never like actually like did the physical acts to me mentally emotionally verbally it still fucking affects you it still does and I think eventually I will be able to share about my experience of being sexually molested by someone else in my life growing up. (sighs) I will get there. I will get there one day. And even if I never share that story completely on the internet, um, I'm still taking the steps to heal from that every single day. And if you've experienced any type of sexual abuse, sexual trauma, my heart goes out to you so much. I'm with you right here in this moment. And if you want a hug, I am virtually giving you a hug from miles and miles and miles away. I'm so sorry. I cannot express that any more deeply like right now my hands are on my heart and I'm fighting back tears because I'm just so angry that this cycle continues and that it feels like our world will never be free of predators of disgusting excuses for human beings But I really, really hope in me talking about it and other people talking about it that we can be on this healing journey together and remember that we are not alone. We are never, ever alone. And I really thank you from the bottom of my heart and all my guts and everything for joining me today on this very, very painful episode of Okinaw Breathe Podcast. Be sure to follow me on social media. I'm particularly active on Instagram and TikTok at Okinaw Breathe. And I really hope you join me on my next episode. Thank you so much again. I will talk to you again soon. Bye.